You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for a Monday, the 11th of April, 2022. Last time April 11th is going to be happening this year, Eddie. I think I made that joke a couple of weeks ago, but you know what, dude? Never gets old. How are you? You seem you seem out. You seem you seem a little bit like you might be. You know how Joe Rogan before Connor and uh, Aldo, and he's like Connor, looking loose, fluid, relaxed. Jose Aldo looks like he's feeling the weight of this moment. Or mm-hmm. look like you're feeling the weight of a Monday. I well, not really. Just a, like a nice, slow, meandering start to the day. Yeah, Tom. you look. That's like what you're... the Masters provides. Hmm. The Masters provides the punter and the dribbler with the ability to ease into the day. Hmm. Now, the week even. Well, the week, sure, short week as well. Uh, Ella, you know, we got up at like six thirty, and I, I put on the golf, and she was like, "When are we walking the dog?" I said, "I can't walk the dog today. I can't walk the dog." You're going to have to walk the dog by yourself. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, the Masters is on it. She's like, yeah, I know. And I go, well, what's my job? And she smiled at me and was like, I know you're talking so much shit, but I can't really question There's nothing it. she can do. There's nothing she can do. So they went for an hour walk and I laid in bed um, and enjoyed what Sunday at the Masters provides. Mm. We'll get to it. It was a little bit disappointing. I'm not going to sugarcoat the fucking situation. Don't. We'll get to it. I don't even have any sugar to coat it with. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have any sugar, so I can't coat shit. We'll get to it. But I have eased into the day, Tom, know that. I've had my banana bread. Uh, I've had my, my coffee, mm. and I'm feeling all right. I also used that same excuse. It's not an excuse, though, because it is legitimately, like it or not, what we do for work. But when I had to leave the house yesterday to come to the office, to the studio to watch dudes punch the fuck out of each other, dudes and chicks, um, and drink beers with you and Kempy and Willie Burns and D and Tobler. And as I'm leaving the house, I'm like, bye. And she's like, what are you, sorry that I've got to go and do this. And she even acknowledged, she's like, yeah, it is a little bit at times hard to, uh, you know, rationalize the reality of what you do as work. But it is what it is. and Tough titties, as they say in the game. Well, tough titties. Yep. Tough titties is a great way to put it. Mm. Shout out to tough titties. The saying. Yeah, well. <laughs> to just, well, no, you know what? Tough titties themselves, if they're, if they're out like there. Them tough. I, don't, I don't care. I'm just saying shout out to them. Right. Okay. It's not about what I like. It's just about, you know, shining a light on tough titties and giving them the you know, the, the credit they deserve. Or their moment in the sun. Their moment in the sun. Um, look, you went down to a wedding. You, like, since Thursday, we've sort of been on the go. Well, you've certainly been on the go. Mm. You've been on the go. Friday was, well, yeah, I've been on the go. Half on the go, half not on the go. Does that make sense? Thursday was a big night on the go. We were on... The, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Huge night on the go. Uh, not... As much sleep. Not on the goey, if that's what it sounded like. No, we were on the go. On like, the go. We were like, the, we were walking and we're we were moving and, and shaking. Moving and we, weren't, shaking. we weren't on goey. I just want everyone to know. I didn't say that though. No, I just, I just wanted to clear that up. Right. 
Seemed unnecessary. Well, it sounded like you were saying on the go. Yeah, we were on the go. Yeah, That's the saying. I know, but I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that wasn't a speed reference. Sure. Great film. Got bogged down there. Um, didn't get any sleep. Had fuck all sleep. And I need, I'm i a man that needs sleep. Not goey related. To provide, like, well, it, well, it wasn't goey related at all. It was no, just a couple of old a, dribblers just, staying up late. Yeah. Shooting the shit. Yeah. And... Luckily for me, Elsa drove us all the way down to Mollymook. I couldn't really sleep. I was just sort of like there, mm. just existing. Got a curly whirly and some fucking some um, Doritos and shit. That was nice. How'd that go? Did that help you? Yeah, it helped. That's good. Curly whirlies, me and curly whirlies. Have I talked about curly whirlies? Yeah, we've before? spoken about curly we're, whirlies. We're dude. really vibing at the moment, me and curly whirlies. I don't know. He just come back into my life, mm. and I'm loving him. Mm. He's great. Uh, we cruised down there. We had a nice night. Had a few uh, margies. Had a few negronis. Flopped about. Had a few pizzas. Very nice. Very relaxed. Then Sunday was not. Saturday was nice. But then Saturday's the wedding. So then you're up again. And then I've got to get up at fucking seven in the morning and drive all the way to Molly Mook back here to do a live stream. And it's just you know it t- it adds up. You're on the go. It just adds up. Yeah. It all adds up. Adds up. Shout out to Iz and Ash for having us. Lovely wedding down in Molly Mook. Lovely stuff. Really nice stuff. You're Shout out a- to the dribbler, Mitch. Keep running into this cunt. Every time I'm in Milton, I'm running into this guy, Mitch. First time I'm down there, he's out, He's at a box. He's literally got a ball and a chain strapped to his leg. He's running around yipping and yahooing. Um, and then he was serving piss at this wedding I was at. And his joke now with his mates is that we're best friends, man, Mitch and I. Shout and out we, to Mitch. And we catch up every time I go to Milton. Seems like you do. Which is what we do. It is technically what you do. It is correct. You're on one of the great perpetual wedding seasons, it seems, just nonstop. Have you got any more on the horizon? None. Okay, so that was like, that was the last one. No, no. There's some on the horizon, but not the not the immediate horizon. Well, Not um, for months and months. Okay, for months and months. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Because you've, as I said, one of the great wedding seasons all time. It was a hell of a, hell of a season. Hell of a season. Hell of a season. I, um, after Thursday... Came back here and so, well, so Friday we got back to Sydney and as you said, had little to no sleep. Um, not goey related, I must stress. But I just came back here and basically slept in the office all day while Tobler edited shit and had like my mum calling me. I'm like, sorry, mum, in a meeting. Um, and then Steph like, hey, what's going on? I'm just like, oh, yeah, just back. Steph was like, I knew you were asleep in the office because your WhatsApp hadn't been active for like four hours and you're fucking on your phone. I was like, well, you caught me out. You caught me out. That is exactly what I did. I had the Masters replay on and I just lay on this couch, this very couch. What did you tell her you were doing? Uh, I said I was in the office. Just said I was in the office, didn't get any, but, but she knew that in the office meant I was probably sleeping in the office. Based on the, you know, the research that she did. She's caught you out really early in the game. I didn't lie to her, though, which is good. I just said I was in the office. Like, I just said I'll be caught. home in the Arvo. Is it annoying to you that your first sleep in the office, you've been caught? No, not really. Because now she's going to know. Like, she's just going to know now. That's fine. If it's a work day, I feel like I can do it. But I... I reckon you're going to run into trouble. I don't... I even... I think I said it to Tobler. I was like, I actually don't think I've been more, like... I think the greatest satisfaction I've had in having our own office came on that Friday, that fateful Friday, when I could just sleep somewhere. And, you know, it's like having a second house. It is. 
less Jesus. beds in here, but like I can. Well, just, there's deep couches. There's, we got them deep. De- we got the couches deep, and it paid off. Depth comes into its own on a on a soggy Friday yep. when you've had no sleep. Depth comes depth into comes its into own. It. Um, and then obviously Saturday, Sunday. Well, Saturday I felt I was feeling the weight of the moment, like Jose Aldo, still feeling the weight of the moment. Oh, you were? Yeah. Well, it's two days after just a big night. I feel like that just happens these days. But then Sunday back, watching the Biffs, we'll get to it. Depends on your context, I think. Because I wake up on Saturday fresh as a daisy. You know what I mean? But I was away. I was having a lovely time. Whereas you're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it In your own matters. reality. It definitely matters. But, like, just the general feeling. Like, if you... You got back on the, the dranky drank, though. I didn't. I just sort of chilled. I pounded a cheese platter into the earth. That was what my Saturday was. Shitloads of cheese. Blues? Blues. And uh, a couple of other ones. A hard cheese. I can't remember what it was. It was like a peppercorn number. Um, a da- Daffa... Daphne? Daff... It's one of them, bro. Camembert? I can't even fucking remember, dude. Three? I, I can't remember. They were soft, though. They were soft, and it was phenomenal. And then you have your queen space, you have your pate, you know? Like what biscuits your, do you go with? Those ones with the fruit. The ones we like. With the, the fucking ones in the but, fruit. Yeah. Like, they, they sting you. They sting you hard for them, but they're worth it because they have chunks of shit in them. There's Not a couple of alternatives that have come out as well mm. in the in the last couple of years in response to whoever the fuck started them. Yeah. And their prices come down a pinch. Has to. Because they used to be like 10 bucks a yeah, pack. Yeah, which is, which is criminal. And you, you could get through one in 15 that's minutes. That's the problem, right? I'm not going to spend 30 bucks on three packets of those things, but like you get one and they're done in two seconds. So what's the... You know, what are you doing? One and done. So, anyway, pounded cheese platters. But I think, I mean, honestly, I feel like the weekend has to include Thursday, and I feel like we talk about Thursday as part of the weekend. And, you know, maybe we talk about it as part of the NRL. Let's let's start talking a bit of rugby league, and we'll include Thursday into it. That makes a lot of sense. Does that make a lot of sense? Yes. Yes, it does. It does? Well... It, it makes a lot of sense because that's why we went there. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. We went to Newcastle to watch, to rugby, watch league. rugby league. So let's talk some rugby league. Let's do that. When we talk rugby league, Punish Dribbles, we always do it for our good friends at KO. Shout out to KO. Uh, without whom, as a sporting public, we would be nowhere. Well, I think they're sports backbone in some ways. You know what I mean? The backbone of sport in Australia. The backbone of sport in Australia is KO now. It's as simple as that. Bro, if you think about what they had on KO this weekend, if you you had all rugby league, all fucking AFL, you had the Masters, you had the Formula One, you had the Biffs. Is tick, there something I'm tick, missing? Tick, was there surfing tick, on? Tick. Like, there's just non-stop action. Action. But anyway, we're talking rugby league. Now, it started Thursday, 3 p.m., us two here, Tommy Tobler, the Pride Boys, we hopped into a limousine that was understated and elegant. We will have a video dropping to uh, take the punter and the dribble on a little ride. Uh, we got all that we got driven to up to Newey. We did. We were in the 11 seat Chrysler. Yeah. Um, it was adorned with neons, neons, which were a lovely touch. 
Neons in limos is what it's all about for me, mm. I think. Yeah. I think I wouldn't hop in a limo that wasn't neoned out the arse. You know what did? We, we, were, we were playing music. There was some TV screens in there. We are having some punts. It was fucking torrential. The rain was ridiculous. As you drive along, there was like waterfalls cascading down like the stone wall sort of... Uh, escarpments on the M1. It was crazy. The rain was the ridiculous. Rain. Ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. I will say... Shout out to Steve. He shout out to Steve who could around. drive. Mate, Steve was going quick. He was... He, in Steve that, knew what he was doing. Steve knew what he was doing, but I was like... One, one misstep from Steve and we're basically like... Who's like, you know... Um, did John Denver go down in a plane crash? Like, that'd be our thing. It'd be like, Hello Sport went out in a limo, <laughs> a neon limo crash on the M1 in torrential rain with their driver, Steve. He was probably doing like 170. Steve was... What a not, way to go, though. Look, what a way to if go. If you were going to go out that way, you'd go out on top. <laughs> you go out on the absolute top in a neon stretch Chrysler 11-seater. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, with a couple of blokes in the ice pan. Yeah, a couple of blokes a, in the ice pan. a bottle of <laughs> Tequila. On your way to a round, Thursday night round five blockbuster <laughs> between two teams just on the edge of the eight. Well, that we're sniffing the eight at the sniffing time. Sniffing the eight. Manly now in the eight. We'll get to that. Entrenched. Um, um, nipped up there. Got the Ecom. Just got our got our ducks in order. Was you know I was feeling alive. Was was feeling great. Was yeah. was thriving when yeah, we arrived. Yeah, yeah, we were we were really pumped. Got up there, um, then rolled. What we rolled into some pub pre-game, did the we? The Duke of Gloucester, the Duke Wellington, huh? Duke of Wellington, Duke of Wellington, Duke of Wellington, the Dow. Love um, the Duke of Wellington. Few jubblers running around in there. Shook some hands, kissed some babies. Well, the biggest, like, if you want to talk about, and I mean, this is. I'm just thinking from like a dribbler's perspective because we didn't. We said we were going to Newcastle. We didn't really say where we were going to or anything. We didn't have any fucking plans. We were just up there, sort of flying by the skin of our sacks. Um, but once we were at the Duke of Wellington, I guess it must. One of us must have put it on the story, or we'd said where we were going. So a few dribblers rolled in as well after seeing that, that we were going there. One of them, who I think deserves a special mention, is Slade. Slade, I don't know his last name, but Slade. Don't even know if that's his first name. No, I'm pretty sure it's Slade. Well, he might, that might be a moniker, like as in he might. Well, like, like Cher. A nickname. Yeah, like Cher or, or a Seal. Or Seal, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was if a he, moniker. Well, that's true. It you know could what I mean? Be. No, I, I definitely know what you he mean. Only, he just goes, I am Slade. I am Slade. He didn't give us his last name. Slade just came and was yarning. And then we were like, fuck, time to go to the game, need a lift. Slade's like, I'll give you a lift. I thought Slade was with Michael for the until until I really until we found out he wasn't, like until we we're in his car. I thought Slade was friends with the Pride Boys. So we got into Slade's Ute, dual cab. Yeah, piled in. Piled in legally. And <laughs> Slade hadn't been drinking either. Slade no no no, Slade was Slade had barely been there. So he was it was all good. But we got a lift to the ground with Slade. And then Slade got out of the car and we we're like, do you want to come to the game with us, Slade? He was like, fucking oath. We we're like, all right, go get a ticket. And then, well, actually, we tried to buy him a ticket and he refused. Slade's a stand-up guy. We we're like, just let us get you something, bro, for the lift. And then Slade came up, watched the game with us. 
we all got fucking hammered. And then we went to the next pub, didn't we? Then we went to the West Legs. Shout out to the West Legs. West Legs was, you know, another dribbler mecca. There was fucking a pokies room as big as a football field. There was... Pokies room was bigger than the drinking area. It was fucking massive. Before we get to actually what happened after the game, we should probably talk about what many are calling... Well, I thought thought we were going to go to the end of the game and then come back and talk all things manly. We can do that if you want. And then we went to West Legs and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest wet with win all time. Into West Legs. Mm. Tell you what, Newcastle's jam-packed with dribblers. Like, there were just dribblers floating around everywhere. I was quite... That was heartwarming to me. I was like, oh, there's there fucking were, dribblers all about. There were dribblers all about, and it was lovely to see. We Shout- saw, met the Northern Beaches dribblet. Yes. Ella, Ella. Ella. Ella, yep. She's great. Met her mum. Met her mum and her brother. It was a family affair. It there. was a real big family affair. There was a dribbler who we met who turned 21. We literally gave him the clothes of our back. We did give him the clothes of our back. We gave him a fucking rare as hen's teeth, black punters and dribblers You hat. need to stop giving them out. I always give them out. Because we're not, there's like... I know there's very few left, but... There's not many left at all. I'm like, when I'm out, people always like, like, oh, you got any merch? And I'm like, fuck. I've given out a lot of... I've given out like maybe four or five hats. And then you gave him a 13 plus jumper. It was his 21st. Don't, don't come up and ask for shit. We just... If the mood's right, I think it's a nice thing to do. But he didn't ask for anything. No, he didn't. He was just saying it was his birthday. Um, anyway, are we great? Yeah, do we also give to charity through Swish? Yeah, we do. Sorry. Um, but... That was kind of the night. I, well, too, the one thing that kind of is still in my head and I can't get over it is that... The, we are you going to tell it? Yeah, I'm going to tell it. <laughs> you're going to have to. Yeah, no, you got to tell I was, it. I was waiting nah, to see if you're going to nah, tell nah, it. No, no, you got to tell it. As long as... I mean, there's like a... You know, we've got him to sign something so he can't sue me. But... So we got back to the hotel. It was late. Dude, that... I'm not used to places staying open that late because we live in Sydney and everything's fucking closing at like 9.30. But West Leagues was... Is that what it's called? West Leagues? Yeah, it was open till 3. Open until 3. And I looked at my watch. I was like, bruh, it's 3 o'clock. Let's get the fuck out of here. Went back to the hotel with UI and our man Tommy Tobler there. The way the room was set up, Tommy Tobler got a fold-out. Eddie and I got a bed each. That's just the way it works. Sorry. <laughs> um... So That's just to, the way it is. Went to bed at and like... And there was like a petition. There was, there was a like petition. a sliding door. Yeah, yeah. You and I had wasn't a sli- It was a sliding door. It was door. a sliding was a door petition. petition. It was a wall. It was a... With yeah. a door it was in a it. a sliding wall, wasn't it? It was a sliding door. Two, two sliding doors. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't know if that's important to the story, but maybe it is. Well, it separates us from yes, him. which so is So it what, is important. It's, well, no, you're right. And we, I mean, we... That's how we wanted it to be. We were like... I don't want to see you I don't want to see you line. sleeping. We've had enough. Yeah. Away. Away with you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> To bed. To bed. Anyway, he wanted to stay up with the yeah. cool kids. Like, nah. Nah. Sorry, mate. Go to bed. <laughs> but we had to... We were only really going to have a couple hours sleep. So we had to get up early and get this limo back to Sydney. And so we went to sleep. <laughs> and then I woke up in topless bed. <laughs> Who the fuck, where am I? I was like, you know where you are, you <laughs> deviant. <laughs> I woke up in Tobble's bed and the poor bastard's like, I don't know what you fucking felt, mate. Like, what, what is going on? Can you maybe just come and just tell Dave... Give him the mic, Mate, Tobler was so rattled, well, he, he, was, just he just got up. <laughs> he got up at like six in the morning. Well, what's going on? Well, it was 6.30 and then... Jesus. 
Some like it took me a while to wake up, and then I realised that there's a man <laughs> leaning on me in this sofa bed, and I had to try and figure out if it was Tom or Eddie. You knew it was Tom. And yeah, so I rolled over and saw it was Tom. Mind you, it had gotten under the sheet. So I'm glad I wore my track pants and my manly jersey. Thank there. God, dude. But I don't think I was. I think I was in my undies. Yeah, you Tom were. was in his undies. And wow. so once I realised and it all kind of settled in, yeah. I was like, I could get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I jumped straight in the shower, kind of washed myself clean. Yeah, what the fuck's going on? And then Eddie woke up about half an hour later and I was like, dude, Tom's in my bed. <laughs> and Eddie's like, like what the what? fuck are you talking about, mate? I'm like, look. And I opened the partition doors to Tom just to sleep in the sofa bed. I was like, oh my God. Dude, when I woke up, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? And you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, where's Tom? Like, yeah, dude, you're in my bed. I'm like, holy shit. At least the only, the only saving grace, and there's not much, to be honest, there's not much, is that it, it couldn't have been for that long. Because <laughs> we only slept for like an hour or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before we had to well, get up. thank heavens for that. Thank heavens. Or, you know, I could have been in there for hours. <laughs> I think you were in there for hours. Well, yeah, but not hours, hours. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I got up for a wee-wee at some point and I've just thought I was at my bed. So I just hopped back in. I appreciate you being so gracious in allowing me in there, Tom. But I do also realise that, you know, like a month into your job, there's a dude you've not known for very long in bed with you. I'm going to request a separate room next time. I think that's probably smart. I think that's smart. I think, I maybe, think look, well, maybe it may, I just may well have been the best thing that ever happened because now, now you'll always get your own room because yeah. Tom can't be trusted. Well, well got a little no, bit you of share a room from now on and I get my own room. I think it's probably how we play this, play that off. You know what I mean? Because you can, you're fine. I'm, I sleepwalk clearly into topless bed exclusively, it would seem. <laughs> Um, so look, great great way to start things off there in terms of our. Um, well, look, it's it's an icebreaker. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's an. Oh, it well, you'd fucking hope so. It's an icebreaker, or it's I'm going to get cancelled. But uh, it was very funny. Well, you know what, dude? I woke up and it was too. I was too like hung and disorientated in the moment to really have the have it sort of sit with me. And then when we got home, I was telling Steph about like just the the night and the day, and then I was like. And it came back to me and I just started pissing myself laughing. She's like, what? And I'm like, I fucking woke up in Tobler's bed. And she was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. It's not something I do regularly, but... Yeah, God, when God, the mood strikes. When the mood strikes, you get under the covers and just nuzzle up to your producer. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, anyway, shout out to you, Tommy. That was very... Um, Look, he handled it like he a champ. He handled it well. Handled he handled it well. like a champ, yeah. you know? Yeah. A lesser man would have filed some sort of... Some sort of suit. Some sort of suit. Some sort of claim. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best look on paper. No, on look, paper, look it's on not. Paper, it's look, but it, it, there's context. Not much. No, the context no. doesn't provide a whole lot. <laughs> there isn't really any context. Other than, the fact you know, I think it was an accident, potentially. We hope it was an accident. That's about all we That's can... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, um, that's is the that story what I'm sticking to. Is that what you're peddling at yeah, the market? Yeah, yeah. Accident. Accident. I'm selling accident at the markets. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, as we were saying, Eddie, the the real value of any neon light adorned stretch Chrysler 11 seater is for the trip home. It's essentially like a, you can lay down like it's a bed. Yeah. The prides didn't come back with us in the limo. It was just the three of us and shock horror. 
get a name, get a message at like fucking ten minutes before leaving time. Yeah, we're not coming. Yeah, not surprised. Not and smart decision because it would have been annoying being cramped in there. And we just lay down and slept the whole way back. So that was as nice. soon as we'd had Maccas, I put my uh, I closed my eyes and I wake up in Sydney. It was fucking glorious. Yeah. I like basically woke up at the office. I'm like, yes. I didn't. I didn't sleep yes. the whole way, but I slept most of the way. Slept most of the damn way. That Macca's was fucking amazing. It was. It was. Do you want to know what I got, everyone? Because yeah, tell okay. You. I got a large double cheeseburger meal because you can't get quarter pounders in the morning, which is fucking annoying. And I got a hash brown. I got a sausage, an egg McMuffin, and ten nuggets. I got a mighty McMuffin, a soso McMuffin. Two hash browns, ten chicky nugs, and a coffee. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, mate. Great. Now, to the football. To the game. So, Manly goes up the M1, also known as the F3, I believe. Someone put that in the fucking group somewhere. F3. Look it up. You kept saying that in the car. Yeah, because I knew there was an F there somewhere, bro. I knew. And Manly goes up there, right, in... Some of the wettest conditions ever played footy. Cyclonic. Yeah, it was cyclonic in many ways. It was cyclonic. It didn't stop raining. No, it didn't. It poured and it poured and it poured and it poured and it poured. And I can clear up this M1 F3 situation. Yes. So it's called cleared up. It's called the M1 now, and it's signposted like that. But it says the name F3 Freeway reflects its reflects its former route allocation, but is still commonly used by both the public and the government to refer to the roadway right. despite... So it's just people it's that aren't prepared to move on and get with the times. Yep. Like me. I remember it when it was the F3. Cool. It's now the M1. Edward, carry on. Thank you, Tom. So Manly goes up there down on troops, but not down on morale. Or spirit. Or spirit, or hunger, or determination, or, or skill. Ticker. Right? Et al, et al, et al. We go up there... And we quite literally hump Newcastle into the earth yep. and produce what good judges are calling the greatest wet, weather, wet, wet weather wind of all time. Mm. That's what good judges are saying. Real good judges. I'm not saying that. Top Tom's not saying judges. that. Like, we agree with it, but we didn't say it. It's mm. what top judges are saying. Yep. Hard to disagree with that statement. 30 to 6. And to do it, when we're sitting next to those smug fucking pride boys, they were dressed like junkies as well. I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? We're just like, they were like, oh, nice, you're wearing jeans. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm going to the footy. Like, I don't know if I'm, it's not like I'm dressed in a fucking dinner suit. You Michael, guys, Michael, Michael's trackies. Did he have were, trackies and thongs on? He didn't have thongs. It was too wet. But those trackies, and I don't know, have those trackies, the criticism of the trackies made the video, Tobler? I haven't even, we haven't watched it yet. Okay, well, those trackies were and we might even just try find some footage of the trackies we can release that separately they were just the most like daggy looking things i've ever seen i was like are you in pajamas they were daggy they were they were getting around the house trackies yeah. they were nipping down the shops for they some were, milk trackies listen, they were if as getting around the house trackies they were great new south wales origin trackies brilliant but they were just these saggy daft looking fucking things on an adult male going out to the footy look I think Michael was trying to play into a bit of a role. You know what I mean? What was the role he was playing? Like, I don't care. Yeah, right. Well, he played it perfectly. Played it perfectly. 
Um, but it didn't matter. But Watching, they were just so up and about, and they were the look talking on a lot his of face, shit. The look on his face as as it dawned on him that his team was getting pumped by a greater side yep. was fucking glorious, and it'll never leave my brain. It's it's burnt in there in a good way. Mm. Because he was up and about, and at one point it was 10-6, was it? I think it was 10-6, yeah. and he thought they were a sniff, and then they went over, and the try gets pulled back. They had, they had yada, a couple yada, of tries yada. pulled off because they were cheating. Because they were cheating. And just as we start to edge further and further away, just the spirit left his body. And Watching was, spirit leave another human is fucking... It's depending on the context. Well, in, in a rugby league In context. a rugby league context, it was... It's a thing that you... It'll take your breath away in a good way. You know, you're like, oh, this is so good. It'll leave you speechless. I want to bottle this and just fucking bathe in it for the rest of my life. If you could bottle it and sell that at the market, you'd be a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Especially no, if Michael true, Pride's no. rugby league spirit is escaping his body. It's just like he's just a deflating balloon in a seat. It's also, I think, in some ways, round five. Is that what we just had? Mm. Round five? Right, yep. Was a, real, a very telling round because I think... In many ways, a lot of teams in the comp are left with a feeling of, oh. Mm, not our year. Not our year. Separating the wheat from the chaff. Yes. I think it was a separation week this week, yeah. week five, where where the great sides in the comp established themselves as such and the shit ones reinforced their shitness. Yeah. This, uh, again, like, like sediment. You know, like the sediment in like a wine or something, all the shit just floats to the bottom. And then you're left with that really nice stuff up the top. That's right. That's what we are. Yes. We're really nice wine. And there's a few other teams as well. But your Newcastles, your dogs, your Tigers. Broncos. Isn't Shit. that the difference between Fosters and Crownies? Crowns at the top and then Fosters at the bottom? I uh, don't know. I don't drink either of them. I drink bloke. True. But you know what I mean? I know that you're saying a thing. I don't know, though, because I don't know. <laughs> if that makes sense. What we're talking about is separation, punters and dribblers. Yep. And separation has begun. Cream. And cream now rising to the very top. Now, Manly are in sixth. Entrenched in the top eight, dude. And we are, put it this way, we're one win outside the top four. Oi, Manly can't win Manly without Tommy. Manly can't win without Manly can't win without Tommy. That's fine. You can, you're entitled to your opinion. Your opinion is wrong, though. Newcastle looking like a really good side this year. Oh, are they? Well, Manly just fucking pumped up. You know what? Without this, Tommy. Our memories are very short. This would happen every year. Every year, it's like, you know, a couple of good early wins and look at us, we're going to win the comp. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, hang on, wait, no. We For suck. any Newcastle fans who are following along and you think Michael Pride's the truth... And again, love Michael Pride as a friend, but fuck him in a rugby league context. He, he, he was saying that your team's a spoon chance after that game. That's just the level of confidence he has in his team. He, he needs to front up that cash and just give it to us now. I'd be it's happy two grand each. I think we yeah. just call it now. Raiders won't bet us on the ladder and neither will Newcastle. No, I think you're just giving us two grand each. Come on, just bring it in. Bring it in this bring week on the show, in Michael. In cash. He doesn't listen to us anyway, so he's not going to hear this. Well, he, he, he does. He just pretends like he doesn't. That'd be my un that'd be my estimate. So your guess? That's my guess. But one of the great wins all time. We know that. Listen, uh, DCE's about... found his kicking boots. Yeah, oh, DCE's found his kicking boots, and I mean he never really lost them. But I think these are like no. A... He found his his best kicking yeah his, boots. his best kicking boots. He must have had. Them He's got other kicking boots, yeah. but these are his number. These ones. are his number ones. Yeah, the fifteenth peak, Ruben Garrick down the back, just solid as a goddamn rock, which is all you can ask for. Um, Morgan Harper had a game 
Morgan needed to have a game, had a game. I think because Michael also is a very – Michael's anti-Morgan Harper, and for Morgan Harper to score against him as well, that was also a nice little cherry on top there. Um, I will say that I don't remember all the try scores. Why don't you just quickly go back and check yeah, that? Davey like scored the first try. We watched the mini. Oh, Craig Davey, that's right. We watched the mini the next day, and I didn't take in a single thing. No, when we got back. I was just staring at the screen. Shout out to Craig Davey, whose name is actually not Craig Davey. It's Andrew Davey, but Craig Davey. Um, then Harper scored. Carl Lawton, Olakawatu, yeah. Paseca, dude. Like, yes, come please. on now. Yes, please. Come on. Yes, please. Grace Wait, we're the win of all time. Yeah. Manly march onwards to the win. Newcastle had Ponga. It couldn't have been better. Full strength side, both sides. fucking. Mm. as the Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Back to bed. Interesting with Ponga, 
I mean, you don't let, like, you don't knock it. I mean, he's clearly a good player, but he has been out of form. I wonder, we're saying this when it comes to his contract. The Dolphins are looking around. They're sniffing. They're, <coughs> is that the sound of a dolphin? <coughs> they're bloody anting in his ear, dude. They're fucking clapping <coughs> their fins. and I don't know if they can clap their fins. I don't know if they're that dexterous. They can clap. But I reckon they can clap. <coughs> they can definitely clap. <coughs> that's them calling Ponga. Yeah. That's how the that's how the blower goes for them. Yeah. Um, look, Will Ponga. Look, his old man was like, "Don't rush." Apparently, his old Newcastle, man came out was like, "Don't rush your decision." Everyone in Newcastle was saying that he resigned. Like yeah, Michael's like, "He's going to resign today." They're desperate fucking losers, mate. They early crow everything. They early crow it all. They're fucking. They're Matty shit. Johns wants months to go up there as well. Oh, does he? Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah. You know what? I reckon Manly could do with Munster as well when Foran retires. You know who I'd like. Andrew Johnson is prime. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, it's not going to happen. But, yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see what Ponga does. I'm happy for him, whatever he does, because he's a fucking weapon. But I would find it funny. I like Newcastle, and I don't be, I'd be, I like Newcastle being an all right side, like being good. So if he stays good. But I also hate Michael Pride in a rugby league context. So it's like if they're shit, it's also good. Do you reckon he's struggling because he's best he's gone? Connor Watson? Couldn't <laughs> help. It could not help. I mean, like, imagine you trying to do this podcast without me or vice versa. It'd, we'd struggle. Would we still deliver probably, like, elite content? Yeah, but would we, you know, win comps like we're doing? Probably wouldn't win comps. That's the difference. That's the difference. And it makes a lot of sense when you think about it that way. Yeah, if we insert ourselves into it. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, where do the Knights sit on the ladder? 10th or something? They are 11th. Oh, <laughs> Although you could also say they're equal 13th. They're equal. They're 13th on the ladder. Yeah. Knights 13th. That Love makes a lot of sense. That makes Love a lot of sense. Um, look, again, the good times, the good teams went well. The shit teams didn't go well. Shit teams went shit. Good Can teams the West, good. Will the West Tigers win a game this year? That's what, that's what people are starting to ask themselves. Is there a chance that will they, they win go a game? winless? So I, I was when was the last time a team went winless? Do you winless? know they're playing next week? Eels. 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 Then they got bunnies. Oh, and then, then they've got bunnies. Then dragons. Then manly. Dragons, the only one they can win. Well, uh, I was looking out uh, round 11, 20th of May, Tigers versus Bulldogs. Yeah, that's probably it. Mate, like. And round 10, they got the Cowboys. Cowboys looking all right, though. They are they're, all right. I don't mind eight. the Cowboys, but I just, you know. If they don't beat the Dragons, then it's basically the Bulldogs. If they don't beat them, they might go winless. Mm. The fact that they were given a Thursday night game a week ago is absolutely diabolical. Well, some people must have thought, you know, they're going to go well this year. <laughs> um, they suck, though, dude. Like, even, like, against the Sharks yesterday, they were... Sharks are red hot, though. Yeah, they are red hot, but the Tigers limp-dicked. They've just got nothing. They do have players out, and hopefully when they get players back, maybe that changes their fortunes, because I actually feel sorry for them now. Not their fans, but the team and the players and the coach. Madge Maguire looked like he was going to burst into tears in the pre-match. He looks like he's going to burst into tears at every turn. And wouldn't you be? Well, it's hard, it's hard to watch. It's upsetting. Wouldn't you be close to tears? It literally looked like he was... A wrong word or a wrong question away from bursting into tears. Yeah. Yesterday, before the match. Before the game. And you're like, oh, sorry, did I make you cry? He's like, no, it's not your fault. It's just everything. Like, well, that makes sense. Um, how about the old Bronx giving it to the Chookies? 
taken them all the way. I did like what... Uh, Mate, when it was 10-0, I was like, yes, you I bro. did also think, though, no matter how far in front the Broncos got, I went, There's, they won't win it. They're just not a good enough side. They're, the Roosters, to me, were always going to come back because the Broncos are shit. But I did like what Robbo said in the post-match press conference. What did Robbo say? When they were like... Are you concerned, basically, because your team was like you almost lost to the goddamn Broncos? And he was mm. like, nah. He's like, I actually thought, like, he was like, whilst individual players, some didn't have their best games as a team, he was like, I think we played well. And he's like, to to be a force in the NRL, you have to, um, yeah, you got to win from all different scenarios. You can win, like, you can get out in front and just defend leads and dominate. You can have close games or you can come from behind. He's like, this is just a come from behind game he's like i actually think it's probably good for the development i was like that's you when you expect maybe a coach is going to come and fist you because you've played so poorly but robbo he he's dialed in bro he knows exactly what he's doing mm-hmm. he's like how can i manipulate this little situation to my advantage tell the boys that i like that you came from behind he's such there'd be part of that game that he was like he'd be absolutely fucking ropeable with yeah but he's like well how can i Caress this. Yes. I, like, you think he's so much a part of the Roosters now. Like... It almost feels like he's been there forever. Right. But that's what I mean, though, right? The Roosters are pretty ruthless with coaches when they start underperforming. And I'm not saying he's doing that at all. What I'm just saying is, like, he's so much a part of the Roosters. Like, I can't imagine him not being there. I can't imagine him going to another club or just leaving. But, yeah, it's like... Yeah, like Bellamy just, with Is he storm. a Roosters coach till he retires? Possibly. Like, if you've won three co- comps as a coach... Shitloads of minor prams. It just, like, you wonder, like, when's the... How many years... How many... What's the, like, longest-serving Roosters coach? He'd have to be close, wouldn't he? It's almost 10 years. Yeah, um, Robinson took the job in 2013. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be 10 years. 10 years next how year. How old no, is well, he? Well, this year, if you count the 2013 season. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 9, 21, 2. Yeah. How old is he? Um, he is 45. So he was 35 when he got that job. Yeah. Fuck, he was young, wasn't Dude, he? he was fucking two years older than me. Yeah. And you're not up to it. Oh, look, I could probably do it. I wouldn't want it. I'm too busy. Yeah. You are. You're flat out. I'm flat out. You're flat out. I'd be Sleeping up on it. couches. Yeah, well, look, but we would be up to it. But we'd be, we'd be the first vibe-based coaches. Just off vibe. No yeah. plan. No, no, no. It, it, my, our game plan would be just play eyes up footy. We'd be going, just play eyes up. You guys know what to do. And if times get tough, you play fuck it footy. Yeah. Which it's is basically just, it. It's eyes up footy. And it's then eyes fuck up it. or it's fuck it footy. And it's fuck it footy other. and eyes up footy are in the same postcode. Well, they're very close. Yeah. You just need eyes up. the street. Eyes up's a little more structured, but it's still eyes up. Fuck it is like, you, don't, you, do, you do anything. Well, fuck it's just throw the seed. Just throw it. Whereas eyes up is play what's in front of you. Yeah. Whereas fuck it is like, even if it's in front of you, don't you just play something else? Well, if it's in front of you, you can play it, but you're also encouraged to throw it out the back. Yeah, or just chip. Yeah, and chip chase. And chase. You know what I mean? Chip and chase, go yourself, put a little grubber in behind and have a crack, you know? Throw the dummy and go, son. Yeah. All that sort of thing. Go, son. Go, son, go. Like, that's the sort of, that's the brand of football that I'd be looking to get a team to play. Yeah. I think if you played that sort of footy all the time, you'd have a lot of success. And I think that if any clubs are in doubt as to our credentials, 
then yeah, fuck, fuck you. Yeah. I, Trent Robinson is the longest serving Roosters coach by quite a while. There you go. All time. Yeah, all time. Yeah, they are pretty ruthless. The next I mean. best is Arthur Beaton, who had 158 games. Trent Robinson had 236. And Beaton was there for about five years. There you across go. Across like three different stints. There you go. I um I just wanted to quickly touch back on Manly. Um, just how loud the voices were at the start of the season. We lose two games against Penrith and the Roosters. Was that it? Is that who we lost to? Yes. Was that it? Penrith and the Roosters. We lost to the fucking defending premiers and the Roosters, who were a top four side, top five, six side, whatever, last year. Premiers, premiership winners littered throughout their side, and we were getting told we were going to spoon it. He's yeah, fucking, but people just love to hate man. I know. I'm just. That's I just. All it I just. Is. The, the, and like, obviously, oh, we weren't flat, concerned. And it's like, oh, you flat track bullies. What? Because we didn't beat the fucking Souths in a grand final qualifier. Yeah. Like, okay. Again, people will have opinions on Manly until we win the comp, and even then, there'll be doubters. So it is what it is. It's just, just the lay of the land. Just mate. wanted to go back and just quickly just point out that those people are all dumb fucks. Anyway, um, what other games were, were were good from the weekend? I watched a few of them. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, there was the golden point with the Warriors-Cowboys. Yeah, that was the one that fucked me from my uh, perfect round. Again, first person to ever do it, and I almost went back to back. Um, I will say that there are plenty of people like, oh, I picked a perfect round. Do you notice how after I become the first ever human to pick a perfect round that now apparently everyone's doing it? Seems a little uh, coincidental. Find that weird? I find it like there are a bunch of liars out there photoshopping. Is that what you reckon? Yep. Fair enough. The Titans pushed the Eels again. The Eels looked like they were doing it. And then the Titans seemed to be able to... There's something about the way the Titans and the Eels... They step up. Splice. Yeah, they splice nicely. Because the Titans couldn't score a goddamn point against the Tigers. And then they come and do it against a, a, an Eels side that people think is going to win the comp, but won't win the comp. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Panthers punt the Bulldogs. Storm I didn't punt watch the Raiders. It. Was it a shit game? No, I didn't watch it. Did I anyone watch here watch it? Yeah, kind of. How did Kyle Flanagan go? He actually was all right. He put a couple big shots on Luai, and there was a lot of back and forth between him and Luai because apparently last season when the Dogs played the Panthers, Luai was all over him. It's like when Panthers scored, Luai was in Flanagan's face, and then Flanagan actually defended okay. I mean... Obviously, his team got smashed, but I think he played he better than right. people expected him to. Did you hear Gus Gould come out when they were talking about Flanagan being put in and, like, they're going, it's fucking unfair and da-da, like we were saying. Um, Gus came out and said that he was the one that made the decision on Flanagan not playing and playing. Yeah, I read, did you read Kent's article in the weekend in the no. paper, in the Telegraph? No. He, yeah, he basically was like, oh, I'm, I'm the one that went to Trent and said Kyle's not available Kyle's not because available. He's, he's in reserve grade because he needs to get his um, confidence ready. back. Yeah. And then and then he reckons that Trent asked him if he could have Kyle for this weekend and he agreed because he said that he was ready now because of the decisions he just made around his development and shit. Very interesting stuff. Basically, the rhetoric that like, fucking Gould Kent is he's coming up with is like, Mate. Gould Barrett's dad. Yeah, he's his dad, bro. Dude, Gus he's is Trent's dad. dad. Like, Trent has a dad, and it's Trent, Gus. Well, he might have two dads, because Gus is... If he's got, like, a, a biological father... He's got two dads. Gus now trumps that and is... 
the out and out dad. Well, of, he's got a dad, but he's got a daddy. Yeah, he's daddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Gus, Gus is, is Trent's daddy in yeah, a big, big way. Big, big way. Like, shut up, bro, and do what you're fucking yeah. told. That's the daddy, vibe. Can I have Kyle Flanagan, please? Shut the fuck up. He's unavailable. Daddy. Yeah. Daddy, can I have Kyle Flanagan? All right. Yeah, he's good now. And then, like, uh, and then to come out and say it though, that's real daddy shit. Even if you're a daddy behind closed doors, mm. Gus came out and maybe said it on his podcast. I don't listen to the. I love Gus's podcast. I wish James Bracey was still there, but uh, he came out and was like, "Yeah, no, I told him it was all right." He came and asked me, and "You're like, oh, that's you now you're going public with your daddy?" No, no, no. He's really public with his daddy. And Kent was Kenny was like, mate fucking poor old Trent like the alarm bells would be ringing here because he goes well I've seen what you've done to coaches in the past now you're my daddy I've got to ask you for like players and shit yeah dude you know what I mean please daddy can please, I have daddy, some can I have some fucking milk daddy like he, that was, he was saying that generally speaking general managers look after the roster and the long term goals and shit mm. n- n- as opposed to being a daddy as opposed to literally controlling the roster specifically, being like, this player in the roster is not available this week and this player is. like, Yeah, is he doing it for all the players? I don't know. How much, of a, like how, how much of a daddy is he? I think he's a sugar daddy. Well, see, I feel like the power dynamic slightly shifts with a sugar daddy. Where a sugar daddy wants to chong and so he buys handbags so that he can get like a blowy every once in a while. Whereas... This is like a daddy daddy where it's like, I think Trent Trent's kink is being dominated by a daddy and Gus's kink is dominating. As opposed to like, I'll buy you a handbag. Gus likes to tell you what he what you can and can't do. Right, right. You know what? I don't even know if Trent. I don't even know if this is Trent's kink. He might have found himself in a kink party he didn't want to be at. Well, I think that's probably what's happened. I think he's been invited to a party. He thought it was like a fun soiree. Yeah, like, yeah, keys in the bowl. Maybe ke- I get to well, chunk may- someone. Maybe keys, yeah, sure. Or maybe he just thought it was a, like a dinner. I think he thought it was a dinner. And then he, I think he starts seeing keys go in the bowl. And then the keys he gets is Gus's. And then next get, minute, Gus is walking him downstairs into the into the basement, into a fucking... Into a fucking kink den. Into a kink den. About Swings to, and whips yeah, and yeah, ball yeah. gags and anal beads. And, and like shit. pictures of the players in his team and he's just taking them off. Nah, yeah. you can't pick him. And then whipping him over the yeah, back. And he's like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Trent's tied up right now. Trent's, Trent's in deep shit, dude. And from all reports, Gus has no plans of coming out of that den for no, at least a season. No, this is like a season. BDSM fucking nightmare for Trent, whereas <laughs> Gus is like, he's frothing it. He's foaming at the mouth, yeah. mate. He's loving every second. He's taking his time, Tom. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's taking his time. BDSM Bulldogs. The BDSM Bulldogs. Now, I feel for Trent because... He's in this situation, and he he'd also know. be he'd also be aware that, like you know, Gus likes to pick and choose and and fuck people off if necessary. Fucked off Ivan Cleary, um, fucked off Griffin. No, but then hires Griffin. Then Griffin then gets him to Griffin. fourth, fourth on the ladder, fourth on the ladder. Think about that, fourth. Fucks him off because he doesn't think he, they can win a comp. Then when the board wants to bring Ivan back, he quits. 
Because he's like, fuck that. And then Ivan comes I don't back. agree with that. And then if Ivan comes back and wins a comp. If you're Trent right now, ball gag in mouth, strung up in a basement in <laughs> Gus Gould's palatial Penrith mansion, yeah. wherever the fuck he lives. With, you know, with eight or nine fucking beads in the bum. Yeah, exactly. With nine of ten anal beads <laughs> deep within, deep in your ass. <laughs> and you're one from four, run from five. Yeah. And you're thinking there, like, Hook was sacked and he was forced. Yeah. Like, you couldn't be comfortable. Couldn't even be. if you liked anal beads, you couldn't be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, even if you loved them. Even if you loved anal beads. Even if you were begging for the 10th. You can feel comfortable <laughs> when you know Hook was sacked in fourth place. <laughs> how do you how do no. you feel comfortable? You couldn't. You, you can't. Couldn't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's just not possible. Uh, no. So shout out to the Bulldogs. Shout out to the Bulldogs. <laughs> shout out to Trent. Hope you're all right, bro. Yeah. And shout out to that tenth anal bee just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Patiently waiting. Yeah, just bottom. <laughs> Rugby league. Shout out to KO. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to KO. Thank you. Um, let's move on. <laughs> Did you guys see the streakers? Did you yes. want to talk about that? Yeah. Fuck me, the streakers, dude. That was I. We sort of touched on it in the live stream yesterday. I don't understand how the violence against women angle, which obviously is important, which obviously you hate to see violence against women. I just didn't think that that was, that tackle on that chick was violence. Like it was fucking just a copybook front on bang, put her on her ass. He can't turn off his technique. No. He's got, he's got sound technique. Yeah. And I'm pretty, that's just momentum, baby. That's all that. But he is. also like, as much as he fucking put a shot on and a shot that'll probably see him playing for the Tigers next week. Like he, I feel like he pulled the punch. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't fucking sunny bill her. He just nah. sort of, like, picked her up and put her and down. it was all technique. And it was fucking hilarious. The chick, the guy, the previous secchi who tried to stop her, she shook him off. Mm. He's not, he might get, he might play for the dogs. But the next one, it was like, well, if she's already escaped this guy, like, what am I going to do? And people are saying, like, listen, like, obviously this is an extreme take as well, but, like, it is true is that you never know what a person who's on the field around players is going to do. They could mm. be fucking psychos. There has been examples in previous, you know, in the past where, like, someone has attacked a player or whatever. But Mate, it's they would like, be taught, security guys would be taught, tackle whoever comes on the field. Yeah, That's yeah. what they'd be taught. So, like, he got a good shot off. Both can tackle. The crowd reaction was hilarious. Mm. The Moses reaction was hilarious. Like, you could hear the whole stadium, like, whoa! I don't reckon we're going to roar like that for any moment in the whole fucking game. That was a roar. Huge roar. Big roar. And the chick, to her credit, came out and was like, it didn't hurt. It was a bit of fun. Like, who gives a shit? It was shit? a roar. It was a great roar. But the people who come out, and again, I, was, I think I said on the stream, I was like, I, 
showed Steph and I was like, what do you think of this? Because I thought it was fucking hilarious. She was like, it's hilarious. And not that one woman speaks for all women or one person, but I just was interested to know how she felt about it. She was like, I thought it was fucking funny. And I just do find that there is a... I feel like there needs to be a distinction made between violence against women, which is a disgraceful scourge on society, and a security guard tackling a chick who is streaking on the field and doing a pretty good job at evading the other security guards. Like, it was funny as fuck. And a great shot. He, he snapped her. Oh, he snapped her. Snapped her good. Um, <laughs> it was a great tackle. Yeah. What, what do you say? But then there were a couple others. There were a couple other... Yeah, did you see the video of the one guy from the Sharks game? Mate, is there like, it's like the fucking he streakers and shit everywhere. Streaker weekend. You didn't see the second video from the Sharks game. I saw the one where he, ta- he tackled a yeah, security guard. he tackled guard, the hey? security guard. But yeah. there was, was there not some, was he one of the protesters? Well, there was a- I think what happened, it didn't seem like they were connected because the protest guy came on the field with this flare. With the flare, yeah. And then I think all the security guards were like busy dealing with that. And then two other blokes ran on the field just because there were no seckies like this patrolling the perimeter. Yeah, they saw their opportunity, which is and hilarious. <laughs> What were they protesting? I don't know. I couldn't see, and it, I've been trying to find, but I, it could have been a stop Adani thing. It looked like it, like the red and the yeah, I saw symbol he had. I but thought Adani was stopped. Is that still fucking going? No, it wasn't stopped, but I think it's kind of too late to stop it because it's all been approved. But Great. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It might, it might not have been that. I don't know. Um, fucking Adani. Dude, let's not get into it. <laughs> Look into it. But... Um, that tackle on the security guard, that security guard didn't know what the fuck was going on. He was like, wait a minute. Wait, this guy's <laughs> running at me. And the guy just crunched him. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Loved it. It was great. It was great. Streak a weekend. Streak a weekend, baby. Streak around. Fun. Streak around. I think I saw someone say, like, the security guards clearly don't do a good job because you never see a streaker stopped before he gets on the field. You never How see the someone fuck just, are you going to, though, right? Like, I mean, it is their job. Yeah, but if you're a streaker, you're looking for where the security guard is oh, yeah. and going away from them because yeah, they can't yeah. be, like, completely walling the field. And also, what are we going to get some really high-trained fucking former NRL players to be security guards? I can't imagine it's a, a high-paying job. Like, you've just got to try do your best. I think it's actually kind of good. It's like a worthy adversary. It's oh, like, yeah. No, I'm a fan of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, rather than having someone who's going to be able to chase him down, it's like, let's have... <laughs> Well, they, like they, they, know, they know that players people can always get on the field. That's why the fines are so large. Mm. Yes, exactly, because it's going to get on. But let's get an out-of-shape streaker and an out-of-shape security guard and let's have, let's see, or like 10 out-of-shape security guards and maybe, a, uh, you know, a young and semi-agile mid-20-year-old mm. who's got a step on him. Mm. Or a fucking, what was it, probably an early 30s chick who is by no means an athlete being able to run rings around these guys. Look, they need work. They need plenty of work, the security guards. But I think it adds to it because it evade, they evade for longer yeah. and we all get a good giggle. I think that's the... Do you reckon that's like the... Because obviously you don't want people streaking all the time, but I feel like the difference between a good streaker and a bad streaker is either how long they can evade the security guards for or how snapped they get. Well, generally speaking, they don't... Like, there's been some good snappings historically, but that one will go down in the annals as one of the great yeah. snappings of all time. One of time. the great snappings. Obviously, I think it's up there with, with Roy Simon's shoulder charge. Yeah. Boom. Um, but the mark of a good streaker is their ability to evade. Yes. Like, if you, could, you see some people that go around eight people and it just gets better and better and better, that's what you want. That's good stuff. That's what I want in my streaker. That's it, bro. Is um, that footy? I think that's rugby league. 
Thanks, Kurt. Thank you, KO. Love you, KO. Eddie, obviously we watched the Biffs yesterday. Um, Volk gets it done. Volk, not just gets it done, dude. Volk. More than that. Fucked up the Korean zombie beyond belief. To the point where I think at the start of the fourth round, he was like, Brad, do you still want to, do you want to keep going? Should have been caught at the end of the third. Yeah. The Bell saved him. Um, as it was, Volk landed a couple more early in the fourth. Herb Dan calls it off, rightly so. Yep. He was getting pumped. Fucking pumped. The golf in talent between fifth in the world, Korean Zombie, and or fifth contender, rather, and Volk is, like, astronomical. Humongous. Like, it's so large. Yeah. The featherweight division is no longer the stacked monster of a division that it was. It used to be stacked. Connor, Max, Aldo, Chad Mendes, fucking, you know. And then Volk as well. Like, when Volk was coming up, Connor had obviously already gone, which was fine. It was still stacked without him. But when Volk was coming up, it was still Chad, Aldo, Max, you know, reigning supreme, Ortega. But he fucked up Ortega. Max fucked up Ortega. And then the zombie just got completely pumped as well. It's kind of a, it's kind of Max and and Volk like that's it. That they are they are the two motherfuckers in that division. Because then like similar to the way where that where zombie gets a shot. Afterwards, they were like, "Well, maybe someone Allen, Rory Allen. I think's the other guy in that was like uh, maybe Rory Allen, Arnold Allen, Arnold Allen, and uh, maybe Calvin Cater." And I'm like, Calvin Cater. Suffered one of the worst losses I've ever seen to Max Holloway. Like, how is he in a position to fight for a title? Which is the same thing like Korean Zombie. Yeah, he's number five in the world. I get it. But he got fucked up by Ortega. And then gets a title shot. I get that you need to have title shots. But, you know, like... And and that's the only way Zombie really got to go is because Max pulled out. But to throw someone like Cater into the mix, I was like, no, surely not. It'll be Max. It's got to be Max again, doesn't it? Yeah, you'd think so. There's just no other, like, there's nothing else going on in that division. There's not. There really isn't. Um, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to see a third. Why not? If Volk wins again, then you're then like, what then, bro? Well, then it's kind of like Usman with welterweight. Like, he's cleaned out the division. He's just got to go back and start pumping them all again. Or he goes up. Featherweight. I wouldn't mind seeing him go up to Feather. I wouldn't mind seeing him go up to Feather. If he beats, if he beats Max again, seeing him go up, I'd enjoy that. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. I'd, I'd get a lot that, out of actually. that. I think that's what has to happen. Fight Max, then go up if you win. Because what's the, what's the point of staying down with all these beaters? We're in There's a nothing... flight path district as well, punish dribbles. If you're hearing a couple of planes go over, we're in a very cosmopolitan part of the uh, city. Planes. Trains. Know, trains, automobiles. Um but yeah, what's the, what else is there to do if you beat Max again? If you beat Max again, it's all like, you know, go up, bro. Go up and start pounding up there as well. That's what I'd like yeah, to see. Yeah, winnable fights that's, up there. That, that's just me being a selfish guy looking for a bit of narrative and a bit of yarn. Yeah. The, the thing is, when you clean out a division like he's cleaned it out, they're really you're really left with not a whole lot more to do. Mm. You know what I mean? They're, they're, at least to my knowledge, there isn't, some big time motherfuckers coming through the ranks. No, you know what I mean. There might be that we're missing, but I don't. I don't know. 
Well, um, we don't know. Put it that way. We, we have no idea. No. We have zero idea. Um, then, you know, Sterling Yarn was a bit of a whatever fight in the sense that it wasn't that enjoyable, but Sterling got it done. But the real motherfucker, like the fight that everyone was, to be honest, like super excited about on the card and it delivered in spades was Hamzat v. Gilbert Burns. Like that was... We said it, we are like, well, I, like, you know, that's one of the best fights I've ever seen. And the, like, that Dana was like, dude, that was like the best fight, one of the best fights I've ever fucking seen. And to be here in person was even better. And the crowd and everything, it was just like, it was, it was fucking mental. It was unbelievable, mate. It was unbelievable. They just fucking traded blows and it yeah. went back and forth and back and forth like a pendulum. It was unbelievable. The punches, like, so Hamza dropped Gilbert first round and I think cut him. Second round, Gilbert dropped Hamzat, but he also, before dropping him, hit him with one of the cleanest, heaviest punches you're ever going to see, and it didn't drop him. And then it dropped. And then he dropped. And then him it like, dropped him like with a, a couple of follow ups. Yeah. But you're like, oh my god, bro. Yeah, he wore it. He wore all of it. It was it was funny, right? Because in going into that fight in the UFC, he'd had one significant strike landed on him. Mm. And then inside of a round, it had been like 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people going like, oh, you know, he's not ready to go up and fight the motherfuckers. It's like, well, like a Colby or something. It's like, dude, he just fought the number two in the world and won. And Dana was like, unless you genuinely thought that he was not human, right? Like, of course that you're going to have these moments. Like, no one's really gone through a run and not had anything happen to him. Maybe Khabib, who was never in trouble ever. Mm. But, like, realistically, there is no one who's able to just... And, and he was 11 in the world going against number two. Like, of course you're going to get... Like, Gilbert Burns is a motherfucker. Big step up. Huge step up. Before that, it was, like, relative nobodies, right? They were nobodies, yeah. yeah. They were nobodies. So you go up against big bad Gilbert Burns. Gilbert's number two contender. And it was a... F- Fucking doozy of a And it was close. I think it was all judges 29-28. Like, that third round was the decisive round, but Hamza started the best, but it was like Gilbert landed some fucking punches towards the end of that round as well. Gilbert got stuck in late in the first round and then the second dominated. Yeah. Pumped him in the second. Dominated. And then, again, he, and then in the third, he came out a bit flat. That's what I mean. Well, he just looked wrecked. He just looked absolutely wrecked. Um... But, you know, Hamzat also just seems like a really good dude. Even though he talks all that shit, after the fight, he was very gracious. And there was a video that I saw of him uh, going into the, like, the medical area where Gilbert was getting stitched up and, like, went in and, like, shook his hand and was like, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Said it was hard to fight him because Gilbert's kids came up to him and were like, yo, you're going to fight my dad. You're going to fight my dad. And he was like, oh, yeah. Like, he's like, I'm trying to see this guy as someone I want to kill. And then, like, his kids are coming up. And now he's a dad. He's not like this... So Hamzat seems like a good dude. Even though he seems like he's pure evil. Even though he seems like he's pure evil. He seems like a, a really sweet, evil dude. Um, but... An, yeah, awesome a, nice evil, a nice, evil guy. Now, they're talking... Well, at least Dana said that if he was going to win, that he would probably fight Colby next. Yeah. That'll be big. That'll be horny. That'll be horny. I don't think it's a pay-per-view either. Really? They were talking about it being live on ABC. Like, they're going to do a main event five-round fight on ABC. Not in Australia, obviously. ABC in America. Um, but maybe that would still be a pay-per-view here. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I think pay-per-views are pay-per-views. 
it'll be... Otherwise, it'll just be on cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be fucking massive if... What, like a fight night? Yeah. I would have thought that'd be bigger than a fight night. I think they would be as well, but I think that there's like... They have some obligation. Like, so ABC is free to air TV in America, whereas ESPN, you still have to pay for it in America. So they do these one-off, like once or twice a year, these ABC is not cable? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's free to air. And so they do these one-off sort of fights where like they do these massive ones on free to air and it just dominates. Right, so okay. So I think there's maybe that yarn where you've got Colby who's Mr. America but also like Mr. fucking shit talker. And then Hamzad is like, brother, I smash everybody. Oh, so they do a couple of free to airs over there. Yeah. There you go. They did one last year. I can't remember what it was, but it was massive. I believe. Um, sure. You're yeah. not sure. Well, don't maybe. Follow, don't follow me on it, but I'm pretty sure that's the go. No, we won't follow you on it, man. Unless you want to. Unless you want to. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I think that's sort of... There are, the, the next one, the next big biff coming up will be... Oliveira v. Uh, Gagey. Main... Seventh, I believe, which will be eighth for us. And then... I think on that card as well is Rose Nama Yunus defending her flyweight title against someone or is she a straw straw weight maybe she's straw weight I can mean they're all so goddamn light I can't believe that flyweights are 50 kilos like obviously those people can beat the fuck out of you still like well someone like us who's untrained but you're still like goddamn how strong can someone who's 50 kilos be it's just an I would be interested to know it's interesting. It's very, very small. It's fucking tiny. It's in your pocket stuff. But then, like, Volk's not a big man, and he's so fucking strong. Like, maybe it translates a little bit down there, you know what I mean? Like, was Mighty Mouse fucking strong? Like, I'm he- sure they're strong, dude, but I'm just trying to work out, like, how strong can you be at that weight? Like, what's the ceiling? What's she at? Because you've got to have a ceiling of natural strength as a tiny fit-in-your-pocket sort of operator. Who is the king of the flies now? Uh, the Lord of the Flies. Fi- Lord of the Flies, love that. Uh, Figueredo, he beat Moreno, remember? Yeah, that's and right. And they're going to do a fourth fight, apparently, in Mexico, maybe. But it'll be the first time in the UFC anyone's had a fourth fight. Did Mighty Mouse retire? No. He lost to Henry Cejudo yeah. and then went to 1FC. Why? Because I don't think you get a fuckload of money as a little flyweight, especially after you lose. Yeah. Um, well, he was always complaining about the amount of money yeah, he but made, it's like no one gave a shit because it was Mighty Mouse just beating everyone. So he was almost a victim of his own greatness. But then once he lost, it was like I think One FC were paying him, would were offering him way more money to go over there. I think that's what a lot of those big dudes do. Like, let me go get a bit of a swan song Super League pay esque situation. Yeah, it was a man right, of steel right. situation, I think. Without Shout out to knowing. the flies. Shout out to the Lord of the Flies. I like that, Eddie. Figueroa, Lord of the Flies. Golf. Scotty Chef gets it done. I don't know that this was the most enthralling golf I've ever seen. Scotty Chef kind of was kicking ass the entire time. It wasn't enthralling. Well, it got enthralling. It got enthralling when he birdied, when our boy Cameron Smith birdied the 11th. Yeah. But even then he dropped a shot the hole before, I think. So it was a bit like, oh, yeah, cool. Then he birdied and came back. Well, it was back to four shots and then it was back to three. And when he drained it, Scotty Chef still had a fair bit to do to get his par. And you were just thinking, if he drops this, mm. we're a fucking sniff here. The 12th's right next door. The 12th takes numbers. It takes souls. It's got a huge body count, the 12th. 
And as it turns out, it now has Cameron Smith on that list. Yeah. Because he hits the fucking... He goes up to the tee. He's hitting first. He fucks it. Hits the water. In the water. Triple bogey. It's all over. And after that, it was a procession, really. Yep. It was really a procession, which made it boring because you want people going toe-to-toe on the back nine yep. on Sunday. It was basically like, Scotty, don't fuck this up now because you've got it. Just play conservatively, which he was sort of not well, doing. But not, he, still he, was. he wasn't playing that conservatively. He still got like a birdie mm. on the 14th, I think. What did he end up... The putt on the final hole... Like, obviously, he's had, he had five shots to, to dance with, so he was all good, but, like, he was he just was missing all those putts to finish it off. Did he four-putt at the end? Yeah, I think so. I think he did. He did. One big one, two, three, four. He did. He four-putted. Um, but, and for those of you that aren't aware, you know, I did pick first, second, third in the Masters. Does it equate to shitloads of units? Not as many as I would have hoped because they're all kind of favourites, but I still... Yeah, you know, first, second, third is impressive. I'm not going to, you know. You got it. You did all right. And only one of them was Michaels. You did all right. So. You did all right. One of them was Seb's. No, I picked them. And Seb picked Yeah, but you wouldn't need, but like, you know, Scotty Scheffler. Sebo put Scotty Scheffler on the map for Does that mean, though, because Sebo's been talking Scotty Scheffler over a year now. Yep. So anytime anyone picks Scotty Scheffler, is that Seb telling you? Yep. That's ridiculous. Correct. That's ridiculous. Absolutely insanity. That's what it is. Absolute insanity. Not absolutely Sorry, mate. Insanity. That's what it is. No, it's not. That's Fuck what it up. is. No, it's not. It is. That's ridiculous. That's what it is, That's bro. ridiculous. But shout out to Scotty Chef. Well done, mate. Very well impressive. Done, but also not what we wanted from a nation perspective. We no. wanted Cameron Smith to win because he's an Australian. And we crave another green jacket. One's not enough. One's not nearly enough. No. One's too few. Not enough. But shout-outs to a particularly boring Masters. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. It is what it you is. You have to have boring Masters to have entertaining ones. You'd have night to have day. Good for bad. Rain for sun. Hot for cold. Yin for yang. Tit for tat. Premierships for spoons, unless you're manly. <laughs> glory for non-glory. Glory for glory holes. <laughs> Well, did we? It was a Formula One. I didn't. I didn't have a chance to watch too much of it. We were watching the UFC, so you know. Verstappen crashed. Well, no, his engine caught fire. Leclerc won. He's such a little whinging, like he, bitch. He's such a little bitch. He just whinges the whole time. Do we know whether Verstappen has fake teeth or are they just huge? I think they're fake. Dave, can you get a photo of a stap up for us? He's just not my cup of tea, Verstappen. He's just no. not my cup of tea. Ever since he fucking pushed. Our boy Ricardo had a Red Bull. I'm like, you're a, you're a germ, mate. Yeah, you're a germ with huge teeth. You look, look at those things. He, that's what that's one of the most annoying faces I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry, I can't help the way he I feel. He's the most annoying looking human in the world. I just hate. You know, he hates drive to survive. Does he? Yeah. Why? He reckons it's not his cup of tea. He doesn't like it. He reckons it's all fake. How is it fake? He reckons they like embellish the rivalries and shit. That's right. what he reckons. That's why he refuses to go on it. I'm like, maybe they don't want you on it because you're a loser. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's because people don't like you and you're concerned with the way that you'd be portrayed because it'll be honest and you're just a fucking yeah. freak with too many teeth. <laughs> and you always wear flat hats and that annoys me. Like, Well, that's like a racing thing. They all wear fucking flat hats, don't they? No, I don't know if they're all flat. They are. I think so. I think he just looks bad in it. 
Maybe that's what I it think is. That's what it's, it is. Ex- it's accentuating his. He just looks shit in it, and he's got hu- he's got either huge teeth or he's got like maybe nine or ten extra. And he's got a few extra, and I think they're oversized. So maybe they're big, and he's got extra teeth. I think he's got oversized extras. Yeah, I think that's that's all it is. Uh, but that's racing. That's it. Do we dribble? Is there anything Let's else dribble. we're missing? Let. I don't think so. Let us dribble. Tom, oh, Matty, Dior, Dave. Uh, just a quick shout-out. Just a centennial pass playing football Monday night. I've just seen Dior absolutely be on a clinic in the mixed netball. And uh, he also came on, uh, me and my mate. So, shout-out to Dior. Keep ripping up, son. See you soon. Well done, Dior. I mean, what are you... Uh... You obviously left that in there because you I wanted some, yeah, some clout. Doing the podcast proud. Mm. Contrary opinion to what we were talking about, but good to know he thought I was putting on a clinic when yeah, my team was getting right. smashed. Yeah, you were getting absolutely fucking pumped. Yeah. But I think Dave just wanted to... He just wanted to gas himself up, right? Well, I think you paid him, Tom. He paid that guy to call up? I reckon. Do you reckon planes are flying over every four minutes? Is that sort of the go? Or, I mean, sorry, 30 seconds? Don't know what's going on. They weren't last week. They weren't. Planes are stepping up, though. Lots of planes. G'day, punters and the dribblers. It's uh, the hotline of the forum, um, dribbler here. Just caught up about the dribbler caught up for um, him uh, hurting his hand while watching a uh, game of footy. I had a similar story happened to a mate uh, last year who... I uh, was watching Penrith play the Storm, and he had a bit of money on the game. And as kick-out was going over, he's uh, jumped up, cheering, and um, he's actually hit his head on something above him and uh, wound up fracturing his neck. Um, had about four months off work. was pretty serious. Good laugh amongst the boys, but, but the, uh, the real kick to the joke is that the trial was actually disallowed and um, Penrith lost the game. So he actually didn't win any money. And just got a broken neck and um, a few months off work. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Uh, be soon. Uh, reach out, slip dribbler, uh, sleep dribbler. Uh, hope Scooter's doing well. Fuck me. Wow. That is that is insane. Shout out to that guy. Broke that- his neck celebrating. What did he jump into? Like, I would have liked a bit more information. Like a bookcase or something? You know what I mean? Or like, fucking right above your head? I don't know. Jumping to the roof? It's a weird one. Fracturing your neck. Maybe he jumped in the roof. Maybe he, just, maybe he was Float. so pumped he just flew. Pogo sticked up there. Well, good on him. Glad he's okay. I don't know what else to say to that. That's wild. That's a wild bit of gear. Reach out if you're uh, if you're that guy. We'd love to hear a bit more information. Reach out, bro. Reach out. Tom, Eddie, Dior. It's a ghosty of Tasty Boys fame here. I've got a couple of things for you. Um, got a brushes of lame. Tonight I went to the German club Mullingabba for trivia and um, cram out of spider bait. His team won trivia tonight. He had to get up for the tiebreaker and ended up taking out taking out the title for his team. Um, he won a hundred dollar voucher for next week, which is pretty cool. And then also the other thing is Guavala is thirtieth this weekend, so we've got a long, long, long lunch planned. And um, yeah, it should be a good one. So if any of the P's and D's this weekend want to get their guava cruises out on the P's and D's page for guava lover, that'd be good. And big tasty and fumed, send their regards. Cheers, boys. Great to hear from some of the OGs of the podcast, Ghosty um, of the Tasty Boys member fame. He also got us our manly golf bags, Ghosty. I think I got him a baggy green. I think you did. Shout out to you, bro. Uh, appreciate hearing from old friends. Um, 
And yeah, look, Cram from Spiderbait is a brushes with lame as, at a trivia contest where he won $100. That's serious brushes. That's as lame as it gets. Yep. That's as lame as it gets. But I enjoyed hearing it. I'm just great to hear that Cram's still out and about doing the damn thing. Also, you know how I was like, I don't know, this is unrelated, but it just crossed my mind. How someone was like, that fucking Eric Growth Senior plays on those Pinot Cruises. Mm. Apparently those Pinot Cruises, the origin ones, go for four days. I, I told what... you, dude. I didn't think a P&O would be short. Why the... F- How does that work? Old cunts that love that stuff. Like, eventually that will become... That sort of shit will become appealing to you, I think. In the same way that, like... Going on a four-day cruise... With the guru? With the guru, yeah. Yeah. Not to be mistaken for the NRL guru. I mean, Eric Growth Senior. Um, yeah, dude. Seems like a lot of time. Mate, there was a time when I thought that bloody running a marathon was just for old 30-year-old losers. And now that I'm old and 30, it is exactly what it is. And now we're training for one. Yeah, we've gone, we've gone for one run, yeah. We've gone for one run. We're training for it. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we're going to run. Are we training for it? We're going to run. Have you got your runners in your car today? I do. There you go. Now we're those people. So at some point, we're going to be... 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. The idea of getting on a goddamn four-day Pinot cruise with watching the guru, Steve Hart, and Billy Harrigan croon is going to seem like a really palatable four days. Maybe. Maybe not. Well, what are the equivalents? Matt Chechen, Dale Finucane, (laughs) and uh, Danny Whitelaw. Sure. On we go. Tom, Eddie, DNA, Hunters and Dribblers. There are plenty of coast dribblers here. Um, question, Tommy. Um, I'd like to know what the fuck is the album photo for Chris to do with a fucking sunburn? Now, I feel like that would be a fucking great yarn, and I kind of want to hear the story. So if you wouldn't mind, please enlighten us about that fucking story. Uh, manly premierships never some blowing ups. That's your lady, guys. I couldn't really hear him. What did he no. say? No, did he? Was he asking about drifts? He was asking about the cover album, the cover photo with some sunburned oh, dude on the drifts yeah. album. Oh yeah, you know what? Interesting, you fucking ask that. Drifts is on Spotify. If anyone wants to go and listen to this, some of the, some of the tracks, really good stuff. Um. We had a bunch of songs from back when we were actually playing rock and rock and you know pubs all across Sydney, uh, and then we just never released them. And then so I think they like got we recorded them those they got mixed and like released. Then it was like oh what album art? Jerry and the boys. Well Jerry, Jerry uh, who of Yuli's Brews fame, the dude who does their artwork I think was the guy that Jerry was getting to do. And this guy was sending through a bunch of different shit. And then sent through this photo of this, like, this. that's all a drawing as well, the thing that they're talking about. Again, not everyone's going to know um, what the fuck we're talking about here, but it's a very rank-looking human. Can you get it up on the screen? Mm, yeah. So that Eddie can see it? Yeah, so I have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. Like, I do. I'm following your story. But you don't know what the artwork is. Anyway, when it was floated, I was like, dude, that's fucking disgusting. I don't really vibe with it. 
But then it was more about it being funny. And I was like, well, that's actually, it's, it is funny. It is funny. What, you wanted a bit more of a serious photo so people would take you seriously? No, not a suit. No, go to Spotify. I think it's probably you, you go, Dave, because you're on a completely different song there. Um, no, I just thought you could be better than what this was. Put it that way. When you see it, you'll see what I mean. I was like, uh, okay, sure. Like, I found it off putting to look at. Maybe, should I just get up on my eye? That might be easier. Because I, I can't cast Spotify. I can only cast the internet. Why can't you cast Spotify? Uh, I don't know. It's just like, it just works on Google. And because Spotify is not on Google Chrome. You can 100% cast Spotify, bro. But that's all right. I'm not going to hold that against you, David. Yeah, hang on. I got it here. Yeah, right. Like, look at that guy. That's a drawing. It's an impressive drawing. Is that a drawing? Yeah, it's a drawing. So it is. The guy's a very talented artist, but I just was like, "This looks disgusting." But I, he's he's grown on me. I don't hate it. It's grown on me big time. I now like it. Yep, like it. Is that is that your album, Tickled Pink? No, that's obviously just one of the songs. How many albums did you release? That's it. About time. Released in 2022. There you go, mate. To Spotify. Well, generally, no, not just Spotify. Complete, that's the... Oh, this was released in 2022? Yeah. Whoa. Why, why didn't you release it for so long? Because we weren't real... F we just were fucking potheads who played music. We weren't exactly... What's your favourite song on here? Dunno. I, I don't know all the names. Another Way, The Bands, Tickled Pink, It's Past, Shivering, Faye, The Wire, Stan, The Stingray, and Cucumber Blue. <laughs> Let me have a look. Let me see which one I like. Which one do I like? Mate, you know what? I love them all. Do you even remember? Like, can you... I can, but I could never remember the names of them. So, like, even when we were playing regularly, I couldn't remember the names of them. But when we had to do that... Sh when we did that show a couple of weeks ago, before every song, I go, wait, what's this one again? And someone would have to, like, fucking play <laughs> a little bit of the tune so I'd remember. Uh, maybe Another Way. It's a nice, quick, bouncy one. It used to be called Back to Bellevue, I think. What, you changed it? I didn't change anything, mate. I had very little to do with it. I'm just the drummer. I, you know, I just get told what to do. Okay. You just drum. I just drum, dude. I just rock up, sing it on, whip out the sticks and just bang. What sticks do you like? Again, I don't remember, dude. It's been a long time. I don't remember anything. I was a shit drummer. Like, I could drum, but I wasn't very good. And like... Was Travis Barker your hero? Uh, when I was little, I frothed Blink-182, dude. Now he's a bit of a fucking... He's a big day. Not my cup of tea now, but he's still Blink-182. Why do you reckon he's a big dark? The whole, he's just a bit Kardashian-y. But like, take out the fact that he dates with them, do you think he's a big dark? No, the Kardashian-y sort of like red carpet hooking up with the, like that, that shit's very lame to me. But as a drummer, he's fucking mad. Blink-182, dude, Blink-182 are dope. You can't, you know, what do you want me to do here? You're trying to get me to denounce Blink-182? <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Not on my watch. I'm not saying anything, I'm just looking at you. Not on my watch, dude. <laughs> But he's a big day now. Big day. But cool. Ish. Not really. Still sort of cool. If you took away the like really desperate for attention on a red carpet, then yeah, he'd be cool. Tom, Eddie, Dave, the Ipswich Dribbler here. Not 100% sure if that moniker has been taken, but I'll lay a claim on it here and now. Ipswich, many would say, rugby league heartland of Queensland, home of Alan Langer fame, home of the Walters brothers, and home of Aussie Ash, Ash Barty. Not a great, not a big place, Ipswich. Um, and I happen to spend many a time on the airways in cricket. I've got these Queensland as LFC 9 in my younger years. 
Obviously, Big Gaz has got some airtime on the pod recently, and deservedly so. He's one of the great dribblers of all time. We all know he's across the pod now, and just wanted to reach out and say after your initial discovery of Gaz LFC90, I had to reach out to him and let him know that he got a fair bit of airtime a couple of weeks back. Many messages were exchanged over the coming days, and here we are. He's around the socials now, and I can confirm he's listening to the pod. And no doubt it's only a matter of time before he gets a guest appearance on the pod. Rest assured, I'll keep gassing him up to reach out to you boys. Anyway, beers and birdies with Gaz LFC 90 soon. Nice. Work. Love it. Ipswich Dribbler. I guess he's laying claim to us now, knowing to, you know, to, the, to the connect of us and Gaz LFC 90. I'm happy to give it to him. He sounded authentic. He did. It sounded like he was the man that made it happen. Yep. So shout out to the Ipswich Dribbler. We appreciate and you, bro, because all we wanted was to be connected with our hero, yeah. Gaz LFC. We love Gaz LFC ninety. He seems like a dribbler's dribbler. Well, a dribbler that a dribbler can dribble with. I mean, you have Liverpool in your Instagram handle and have nothing to do with the club directly, then that makes you a dribbler. You get engaged in the away strip, that makes you a dribbler. That makes you a dribbler. Uh, if you name your dog after a player, that, that makes, makes you, you a dribbler. dribbler. Simple as that. It's simple dribbler arithmetic. Yeah. It's pretty and simple. We love him for it. We love him for it. We love Gaz. Yeah. Shout out Gaz off C90. Where do you live, dude? Gaz, are you, a, are you a Queenslander, New South Welshman? We'd love to play golf with you. We need help. Help. Help us be great. Help us be great. We're a good coach away. That's all it is. Yeah, we are. And but this is like a bit of a dribbler Avengers. We're cobbling together just great dribblers. We've got you and I, we get Gaz L F C ninety in there. Who knows who else we bring in after that, you know? Who knows? But he's like someone you want to add to the pile. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. On we go. G'day, boys. It's uh, some genuine dribblers here. Um, just letting you know that last night got on the piss real hard and 2 a.m. thinking, hey, let's go run some fucking lines with the boys at the local fucking field, man. And did we have a pill? No, we didn't. So, did we use a pillow? Yeah, we did. Were we still running lines? Yeah, fucking oath. And were they good? Probably the best you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of it. Um, if if anybody asked, Manly one one to twelve? Nah. The boys on the fucking pill at two a.m. in the morning? Yeah, thirteen plus, hundred percent. Put the house on it. But uh, just letting you know that the boys run a pill late at night. Uh, anyway, never Broncos Anyway, have a good night, boys. Good to see you. Good see to you see soon. You. Great to see you. Great to see Great you. Great to see you, fellas. Great to catch up, there boys. There is, I mean, if you talk about dribbly, running lines, running shape, running plays out on the footy field with a pillow at two in the morning, that's as dribbly as it gets. That's also the energy of youth. I couldn't think of anything worse. We well, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get me up from my seat at no. two in the morning to run to go and run in the fucking park with a footy with well, a pillow with a pillow as a footy. But yeah, good to catch up, boys. Always good to see you. Good to see you. Always good to see you. Good to see you. But that is keep up that pillow work, boys. That's it. that's impressive dribbler shit. I love it. I would have preferred you filmed some of it though. I mean, I do hate to hear about these things and think, fucking hell, that would have been funny to see. Would have been a funny video. Would have been. When a funny in doubt, video. punters, dribblers, film it and send it to us, and we'll put it up, and we might credit you. We will credit you. Unless you send it to a million different pages, then we're just going to pretend like we found it from them. And we'll never credit you. We'll never acknowledge you. <laughs> Tom, Eddie, 
Dior, Hunters and Dribblers. It's the uh, Kicking Tea Dribbler. It's been a while since I've dribbled. Yeah, anyway, I, um, I've just been to a cafe and I'm a little bit bounced and I just bought a coffee um, and I had a $10 note with me. I don't know why, but I did. And um, the cashier there, they, they gave me a handful of coins and I have dead set just sat in the cafe for the last 10 minutes admiring just how beautiful Australian gold and silverware is. Like, like how, how good are Australian coins? And, and it got me thinking, I just, like, with all this tapping and going, paying with your watch, paying with your phone these days, I, I just, are we losing a little bit of our, our national identity by not using coins in our daily lives? Um, you know, you've got the platypus on the 20, the echidna on the 5. Just Australian coins are so fucking beautiful. They're just, they're just, they're just so nice. Um, anyway, I wanted to know, boys, what's your favourite coin? I love the $1 coin with the kangaroos on it. I think a gold coin with the kangaroos, yeah, fantastic. Only in Australia would we have a set of coins where the two is smaller than the one. Um, but anyway, boys, what's your favourite coin? Be you soon. Shout out to KTD with the great question. couple of things. What? Oh, I'm just trying to think, right? The 50-cent coin is the coat of arms, isn't it? Uh-huh. What's on the 10? Get the coins up, Dave. Yeah, yeah. The um, 10 is a liar bird. A liar bird. There oh, it is. Yeah, That's it is right. Is that the is that the echidna on the 5 center? I believe so. Platypus on the 20 looks pretty good. Look at that thing like the water ripples and the platypus yeah, swimming amongst like it. Like an indigenous elder on the 2 to buck coin. Yeah, that's good. I've always liked $2 coins. Yeah, so have I. Cuz they pack a punch. They definitely pack. Do you know punch. what I mean? Yeah. You've like you're a small compact, but you're also worth you're just the like most. boom. What's you're the top up? of the food train in the coin game. Yeah, you were. You, you're the king of the castle when it comes to the coin. You could also you could get a bit with a two dollar coin historically. Well, I mean, listen, you needed less of them to get more. That's right. That's my point. Yeah. If you had five, ten, two dollar coins, you got ten bucks. Yeah, you're good to go. That Indigenous elder does look fucking fantastic on that two dollar coin. Something is that a Southern Cross above him? It is. Um, shit. I mean, I like the platypus, and I also like the Indigenous elder and the kangaroo. I don't know if I could split them. Coat of arms is good, but it's a bit sort of patriotic. It's a bit much. Yeah, I don't love the 50 cent coin. I think it was always too big for its own good. Well, yeah, again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was trying too hard. For more of them. Trying too hard. I'm like, bro, you're way too big. Why are we celebrating 50 cents? You know what I mean? Why isn't the $2 coin that big? And again, I like what the $2 coin's about. As you say, it packs a punch. But like, why are we celebrating a 50 cent piece? Like, I wouldn't have cared. I, I don't hate the 50% shape, but I think it should have been smaller. I love the 50 cent shape. Keep I the shape, make it smaller. I also like how squishy and cute the echidna is in that five. But he's, he's like squashed into the he's, coin, he's isn't just, he? He's, he's like trying just to get trying out. To fit in. He's yeah. like, fuck, there's no room in here. Yeah, there's Constantly no room. uncomfortable. What were the one and two cent coins? Other than a complete waste of time. I think they're still tender. You can, like, you, you can swap them in for coin. What's uh, on the one? The two has what looks like a bearded dragon. That's a Goanna, bros. With a neck neck Lizzie. Phil neck lizard, that's the one. Um, and then the one, is that a possum? Yeah, it's a possum. There you go. Possum and a frill neck lizard. I like our indigenous animals, uh, our native animals on there. Yeah, that's nice. When are they gonna fuck when do you reckon they'll fuck off the five cent coin? Surely it's time it's the sun's running much, out. Yeah, dude. I mean coins generally. Dude, with Evie, when we play like shops at home. 
where she's like a shopkeeper or I'm a shopkeeper and it's like we're making it. We're pretending like it's Evie's Cafe is what she calls it. Yeah. She doesn't t- She doesn't accept cash. Doesn't she? She doesn't accept cash, dude. We fucking just hold out to, to beep every time. You need a card to fucking purchase at Evie's so Cafe. So she doesn't want... She doesn't want cash? You offer her cash and she goes, beep, holds a card over it. Like she's just, it's tap and go or you can get fucked. <laughs> she doesn't accept, she doesn't accept money or cash as legal tender. It's like, nah, nah, nah. I tell you what, if I was a bank and I'm not just for the record, because we are losing the charm of the, you know, the animal or the, uh, you know, the coat of arms, the indigenous elder on the coins, rather than just having some weird colour on your card, why wouldn't you fucking chuck a native animal on there? Yeah, yeah. I reckon you, they should be... Make a cool image Make them card. cool, bro. They're fucking lame. They're lame and boring, dude. Lame. Cards are boring as batshit. Did you ever get phone cards as a kid? Phone cards? So you would, they basically was like a card with, say, 10 bucks on it and you'd use it at payphones. We used to get them at my uh, when I was at boarding school in primary school because we were like it was the only way you could call your family back in those days. So you'd be able to get like a five dollar phone card, and obviously it wasn't that expensive. But they would have cool images on the front, and I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't you do that for bank cards? Or at least give me the option. Do you want it black? Do you want it blue? Do you want it silver? Or do you want a goddamn platypus swimming on the front of it? Platypus. Do you want like an indigenous elder like looking up at the stars? I want a platypus. Or an, or an elder. Or an elder or kangaroos. Or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I don't want like... Or yeah, exactly. Just an amazing pink. photo of an Australian landscape. That's it. Whatever. Don't give me just some weird techno blue bullshit. When, um, what's that? 25th anniversary of the removal of Australia's one and two cent coins from circulation. When was that? So it's been a while. That's um, That was 2017. So it's been 30, 30 years. years. <laughs> cool. Very. Really cool. Shout out to KTD for always coming with the thought-provoking questions, bro. Really, really appreciate you, dude. I enjoyed that. Yep. I enjoyed that dribble. I enjoyed it. Um, do we call it there? Do yeah. we finish oh, no, on a high? I think we got one more. Yeah, let's let's go one more. You want one more? Yeah, well, okay. there's one I feel like we should play. Okay. Know. It might not be this one, but I think it is. G'day. Punters, dribblers, as Brendan Cowell, uh, Celebrity Sharks fan. <laughs> Just an idea for a segment. Uh, that I've got that maybe Fox Sports could follow up on. Here it is. Matty Johns. We loved him in a night's jumper. We love him interviewing for... Oh, fuck that. Here we go again. (laughs) Matty Johns. We loved him in a night's jumper. We love him interviewing players, coaches, Fletcher 90. (laughs) But tonight, Matty Johns interviews the one man he's never inquired of. Matty. It's Matty on Matty in a Fox Sports first. It's face to face with the same face. (laughs) Matty's face. It's Matty on Matty by Matty. That is utter dribble. That is complete dribble, and I love it. That was fantastic. I love it. I'd love to see Maddie interview Maddie because he's the only one that Maddie hasn't interviewed. It's a great point. 
That's a great, great point. point. He makes a great point. He makes a huge Brandon point. Brendan Cowles, celebrity Sharks fan. Obviously, he sits a couple of rungs below Scotty Morrison. Unfortunately, and I'm sure that pisses him off because before then he was probably number one Sharks dribbler. He'd be right up there. Now it's ScoMo, then then it's Brendan, and then maybe it's Buzz Rothfield. It'd be annoying as well because ScoMo never used to support the club. Well, no, he supported now he's the just, dogs like supported a couple of dogs, weeks ago. Exactly, and now he's just like fucking parachuted in, yeah. stolen all Cal's credit, all his panache. All of hard work that all Cal's... All his go forward. Cal built a career and then was able to become the number one Sharks fan. That's right. Bat, you know, and then now... It's been snatched from him. It's been snatched by a fucking liar and a thief. Tough. Tough day to be a cow. Is Brendan out there campaigning this election just to get Morrison out of office so he well, can retake that spot? Well, it's the only way he gets back into yeah. that number one spot. And even then, I even think... Even then, I think it's gone. Well, I think, you I need a couple Sharks of years. Fan, I think ScoMo needs a couple of years out of the fucking limelight and then... Sharks fans Brendan love having ScoMo as their number one fan. They Cow's also in the upcoming Avatar, dude. So, like, you know... That'll help. When that drops, then, you know, ScoMo's out, assuming he loses... Unless Jim Wilson has his way. Um, interesting times. Very interesting. Very interesting times. Shout out to Jim Wilson of 2GB, who's got the funniest voice on radio <laughs> and loves talking about the mean He's girls. on from like three to six. It's fucking hilarious. And Eddie and I listen to him just to hear him talk about the mean girls. Um, and, and Anthony Albanese, fair income. He loves saying fair income. Yeah. Uh, and he's a gimp. Anyway, I think we wrap it up there. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.